We're sitting in the inn, sitting at this table with Kella Dark Hope and Morak, uh, the dwarven leader of the inn. Um, and what do you guys want to do? Uh, I'm not. I'm building houses and stuff. And oh, right, right, right. That's right. You were out helping debris. the people. Yes, yeah. that's right. I forgot. You're you're playing uh, Bob Vila, uh, my old house, uh, is what you're doing. Yes. <laughs> I don't I don't understand that reference. Yes, it's a, it's a U.S. <laughs> reference to a dude who um, uh, used to run a show on the public television out here. <clears throat> that was about like going to these houses and like doing fix-up projects and everything. Oh um, right, okay. So yeah, he's like a much yeah, less so, popular yeah. Bob Ross. That's what I was. Oh right, okay. <laughs> the Bob Ross of houses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wasn't there somebody <laughs> else in the inn? Somebody we chased? Wasn't there like a female goblin or something? Uh, there was right. There was a female goblin oh, that yeah. you chased out of. But I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that I you think even, she went home. Right, that you sent her yeah. home. Yeah. Right, she was in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, is where you had found her. That's correct. So, um, I know that I, that I, I'm not skilled, I'm, I don't have any proficiencies in animal handling and I've got a zero in nature, but what would you say I know about guano? (laughs) Um, (laughs) you, you certainly know that it smells, uh, it's sticky, uh, and there's, um, there's, you've, you've encountered it before. Is there a particular reason for your question? Nothing. Might come up later. No worries. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, that's, I don't even know what to make of that. Um, all right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what guano is. That's what you know of it. So I love far. it. Um, I love it already. So I'm going to assume that you're continuing to work Urash on building people's houses. They are, a, yep. you know, your, your, your great strength is an asset to them. There's mostly like big holes and roofs and fences. And so you're not, you, even you with your strength is not able to move boulders out of the way, but you have been able to kind of like, you know, go over and put wood over the top of roofs a little bit, you, you know, and, and so on. You try to shore up some uh, some weakened flooring, you know, with the houses yep. that, are, that are second floors and stuff. And while you're doing that, um, what are the other three of you, uh, Greta and Selsic and Silrin, sitting around this table, what are, the, what are the rest of you guys doing? Smelling of poo. <laughs> yes, that's true. Wait, what did, what did you do? Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, haven't you? Uh, wasn't there? Oh. We, I, I think on our I map there is currently a half halfling washing station. Weren't you there already? <laughs> oh, I remember. There was I a remember. halfling washing station. I don't know if you actually went there though. I think you just talked about wanting to go there. Um, and so, if you wish to do that, you certainly can. Yeah. If you wish to move, I'm going to run off and do that. Go, go ahead and move yeah. your character. Is like the smell is not coming off for the next four months. Go, go ahead and move your character then over to the halfling washing station there. Um, I think you you will have to move the map a little bit, Arvin, so that Chet can see the halfling washing station. Oh, do yeah. I not have it? Oh, you're quite right. Let me just uh, shift that over a little bit. There it is. Let and, me um, zoom right in. You can see him dunking his head right now. <laughs> I also have to admit that I that I that I don't remember at all what the inn owner told us about the attacking giants. So I will pretend that my character was doing something else. So I'm going to ask now in my group. So, so I, what did I the un- <laughs> what did the inn owner tell us about the attack on the town? Great! I'm, I'm, I'm working in the distance. Oh. Oh, no, I'm, I don't I'm, think we okay, actually... So. We didn't quite get that far, I don't think. I don't no, think I, we didn't. I'm, no. I'm not I don't think he told sure. us. No. Okay. Well, uh, so. then since the two of you are there, since Silren and uh, Greta are still there, um, Morak uh, sits down, you know, uh, right now, uh, Kella, that is her name, right? Kella, I've already forgotten. Um, 
that uh, yes, Kella. So Kella is sitting there, sort of drinking from her uh, her mug, somewhat sullenly. Ever since Silrin brought up the thing about the tattoo, she hasn't been talking much. Um, and Morak is like, "Well, it all started about four days ago. We were all here, minding our business as per usual. I was in the process of looking at my newest brewery, something I was going to try to build on the side of town, when all of a sudden we heard a huge crash. We ran outside, and there." I swear as on the grave of my poor departed mother and her beard. Up in the distance was a floating castle. That's right, there was a floating castle. And on the side of it was a giant. A frost giant, I think. I'll be bound. I've never seen one, but I've heard stories. He started chucking boulders down at us. And then there was more than one. There were two, five, ten, all chucking boulders down at us at the same time. Well... After a while, it became clear we had no way of protecting ourselves. And so I decided there was the only thing we could do, and that was to get to the caves. I rounded up all the villagers I could. We headed north and into the caves. And that's, of course, when all of this happened. On the way in, we found you. And he points at you, Silrin. He said, but you wasn't able to help fast enough before. Well, we got captured and taken by Hark. And you know the deal with him. I don't know what they want with us. We're just a simple little town. Nothing anyone could ever want from us except, well, our good people. We lost a lot of good ones in the attack. Okay. Whoa. I'll just come wandering back over now. Um, Sopping wet, but slightly less pooey. From (laughs) which direction did the flying castle come? I don't know. By the time I was looking up, it was right above the village, and then we were too busy trying to avoid boulders to look in the direction it went. We kind of kept our head down there, you know. Okay. Oh, okay. I have to admit that's the first time I've heard ever about this, I think. Um... You're right. It's the first I ever heard of it also. And he kind of looks ruefully at the huge hole in his roof, you know, with sunlight filtering through it and everything. I'm going to roll for history, so maybe maybe I have actually heard about something like this before. Okay. You can go ahead and make a history check if you want, sure. Um, do you have any, uh, let's see... Uh, I'm, Ar- I'm, I'm proficient in history. How about Arcana? No. Okay. I'm proficient in history. Okay. Well, <laughs> history will have to do. Go ahead and make a history check then. Why she chose history. Eleven. So, I mean... You definitely know that from, I mean, you know of the reputation of giants uh, that giants have in the past been known to attack um, outlying settlements and villages because of some perceived slight or another. But it's not a usual thing for them to do so in this way. And with all respect to Nightstone, I mean, they do have like a nice cool looking moat and, you know, they've got a kind of a keep and everything, but they're not that well defended. Maybe they're a little bit more defended than Tribor was, but not that much. So it seems like an odd waste of resources and time. Giants usually are not like orcs, uh, with apologies to Urash, uh, the bad orcs, um, who sort of chaotically storm through and just are like, we want to wreck and pillage and all that stuff. Usually the giants have a reason for doing things, and so it's unusual that they would you know, do something this particularly aggressive against a city that doesn't, or a village that doesn't seem to have any, you know, particular strategic value. So it seems odd to you, but I mean, other than that, you don't really know. Have I heard about flying castles? That's what I I mean, like, this was like a drive-by shooting. What? Pretty much. (laughs) Drive-by bouldering, indeed, yeah. Um, It had hydraulics, you could see. It was like, no, I'm just kidding. 
Um, <laughs> you heard the giant saying I didn't have to use my AK. Um, no, uh, you definitely are aware that um, you have heard of magical flying fortresses in stories, um, not okay. something that you've ever seen in your life. Um, not tales, not anything like that. I mean, you've heard it in tales, excuse me, but not, you never perceived it or heard anyone who's been like, oh, I remember. You just hear like these ancient historical things that talked about flying castles. Um, but nothing specific to this and certainly nothing for an age and an age um, that would, you know, Oops. fit this description. Okay. I, I look at Thorin. Have you ever heard about something like that? I can try that too. I I got a history. Um, I could try to roll for that as well. Okay, go ahead and make a roll then. So, um, um, if you roll, maybe you have Arcana. Um, yeah, that's true. Do you have? Yeah, first, do you have an Arcana skill or not? Uh, yes. Okay. So, uh, so you might want to. So, I'll I'll take either one of those. Arcana would be more to sort of determine the nature of the magic that would allow something like that to fly. So, um, so if you want to do that, you would roll a 20 and then you would, uh, add your arcana skill, um, which should be a roll a D 20, correct. Okay. Uh, let me just quickly try and do that. I'm sorry. I still like just the second time I'm doing that. No problem. We're going to get the character sheets all up there and functioning pretty soon too. And it'll be even easier. Um, I do that. Oh yeah. Character sheet. Yeah. Yeah. That was something. Is that, is that you moving around, uh, Orash right now? Like from place to place? No, no, I'm just helping He's out. It's like going from boulder to boulder. <laughs> I love it. It's like super dynamic. I just, I just like helping fix things. Oh, man. Okay, I I'm think trying to make I did it right. Hammering. Ting, ting. 16, yeah. So yeah. what you know is, there's two things you know about this. Um, you don't know anything about a specific tower that does this, but you know two things. Number one, you know okay. that um, the magic required to lift up something like this would be enormous and probably woven into the fabric of the building itself. In other words, it's not like you make a fortress and then you're like, now I'll cast fly on it. Like, it, it's built, like, <laughs> as they're building it, it needs to be built with that intention in mind, right? Um, so that's the first thing you know. The second thing is that to do this, it would require considerable intelligence to pilot it, right? Now, the... You know, some giants vary greatly in terms of intelligence. Hill giants tend to be not the brightest bulbs in the box. Um, cloud giants and frost giants tend to be considerably more intelligent, especially cloud giants. Um, and uh, you know that uh, cloud giants um, definitely are considered to be very intelligent and might be sort of have the intelligence necessary to do it. But it's not like someone, you know, landed on the bridge of a hypothetical starship enterprise that doesn't exist in this world and just was like, oh, warp factor five, it all works. Um, it's, it's not like that. So someone who did this was intelligent and had built this thing to fly from the beginning. Mm. So there has to be a puppeteer behind all this. I don't know. Uh, just guessing. Hmm. It's interesting. The problem is what, what, what we're going to do with this information. I mean, I one would assume we could just, you know, ask around because you know, if, if there is a castle flying through the air, that should be visible for miles. Like, everybody should know, like, where it came from, where it launched off or where it teleported into our world. That should be documented. Or if we are, like, we are not, like, in a completely dead, like, desert for, for no. hundreds of miles around us, right? Absolutely. Not. Should be, there yeah. definitely should be some mm. people around there. Um, Maybe we should ask around. Uh, right. Let's see. Urash is the only person. Hello. You were uh, outside. I'm near the group again now. Hello. Okay, you're near the group again. Um, Celsig, make a um, perception check for me, please. Perception. Ooh. Coming right up. Oink. 
Okay. You're like, this is really lovely, lovely uh, dirt that we have here in the center of this town. I I appreciate it very much. Yeah. And, you know, I, I like the holes that are there. Uh, Orash, I'd like you to make a perception check too, please. Perception. Where's perception? Perception. Oh, that's Silver. And I was like, who is that? Oh, wow. 20. Mm. You're like, more than dirt. Like, you know, light pours from your face. Ah, I see through uh, the earth. I see through people. <laughs> you see, more than meets the dirt. You see the history of, of uh, Celsic's parents. No. Yeah. Um, you don't do that. But what you do hear is you hear the sound of uh, horses, uh, specifically horse hooves uh, galloping. And they seem to be coming from outside the village. Do I believe they're getting closer? Yep, you sure do. Okay, team, there are horses approaching. Just, uh, just trust me on it. <laughs> are there we are considered to have been fully rested from the last encounter? Yeah, could we be rested at all, please? Because I had low hit points. <laughs> I'm afraid oh, you'll have to talk not, to the things actually. that are on horseback. I, I, we're probably not, know. actually, are we? Because we were just, we came uh, here and then started helping out. So no, probably not. So suck it up, people. Right, <laughs> where, so there's horses. Hey, yeah. right, where do they sound like they're coming from? Outside the gate, someone who can string a sentence together should probably go to the gate. I'll run over and conceal myself <laughs> around the gate, or attempt to conceal myself around did the we, gate to see if I can get some sight on did, them. Did we move the trap? Uh, what? Not been moved a as trap we did. There's still a trap lying in the way. No, I think we moved that. We, moved, we, we took that away, oh, okay. think, didn't we? I hope we did. Uh, oh, no. you had not uh, yet, but you can. Fantastic. If you wish to remove it, Greg, I can. I can see your character selection on the stream. That's, That's fine. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Actually, can you get? Can you go up this guard tower? This one if it's here? multiple horses, it's going to be fine. It will just, just kill right one forward, horse. But I'll remove that just to be on the safe side. Um, <laughs> okay. But uh, I, I will. Do, I'll just just straighten my robe and try to look present. Presentable. Presentable. Yes. <laughs> yes. That. Okay. Uh, all right. So let me bring this over here. You see a massive giant like creature. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, giant. cold. Just never gets old. Um, okay. So um, you see a group of seven people riding up on horseback. And uh, the uh, group of them, uh, there are six of them look like this. They have bows uh, slung at their backs. Um, and I apologize, I don't have my horses ready, but, uh, but they are all on horseback, so you'll just have to suspend disbelief a bit there. They're um, banging coconuts! And, uh, they, he's like, exactly. And they actually, is the trap been moved or not? Celtic, will you move the trap, please? Okay, yeah, uh, I can't actually, it's not my trap. I can't Well, then the, then the trap has not we been all... moved, then the trap is still there. You can't, you can't sure. disarm a trap? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I can, uh, I... Go ahead and How try to disarm a trap. <laughs> what do I roll for that? Oh, uh, I've got thieves tools. But do you want to? <laughs> do you want to remove the trap. trap? They don't have weapons drawn. That seems good. <laughs> right. They do not <laughs> that have weapons drawn. That means surprise true. for us. <laughs> they don't know where it is. It seems bad. This decision is going to be made bad. for you very quickly. So you're either going to remove it right. quickly or, or can I not. Use, yeah, can I use my thieves tools to attempt to remove the trap? I, I actually think that in this particular case, I'm going to allow you simply to move it because you've literally known and walked around it about 500 times since entering the village and coming to it. So I'm not going to make you roll for it. Just, in this case, just, just move yeah, it. Just grab wish. the chain and pull it out. <laughs> just pull it out of the way. <laughs> I am so, now in the trap. Yeah, so you, do, so you pull it out of the way literally as it goes by. <laughs> like five seconds yeah. before. Right. And uh, and so these six um, 
horsemen um, come in, sort of rounding uh, the square oh. here. Oh, we're over here, are we? Okay. Uh, because the drawbridge was down. So they, they go running in here. And um, one of them, uh, the seventh one, gets off, uh, hor gets off the horseback. If I can ever actually get the freaking thing to show. There we go. Right there. Um, he is a towering man, easily as big as the square itself. No, um, <laughs> what? He, uh, he is not that. Um, and, uh, he, uh, so he, um, comes forward and he uh, gets off the horse and he comes forward and he says, all right, who's the leader of this place? I want to speak to them right now. I look at... Well, the we, we are not. <laughs> no, we're, yeah, we're not. not leaders. I don't, no, I don't really not, know. No. We're not leaders. And, uh, <laughs> and we're that way. <laughs> I like how you guys heroically are like, not us. Um, <laughs> well, so, the leader well, of this place, we don't, it's not our town. We we're just we passing by. We wanted a drink, but there is a hole in the tavern. Yeah. So, um, so Morak the dwarf um, comes to the door, and he, uh, and he looks out and he says, Aye, what, what are you doing here? What's your business? And uh, the man looks back at him and says, uh, Ah, I believe I recognize you. You're the innkeeper. But you're not supposed to be the lord of this town. What's happened to her? And uh, the dwarf kind of lowers his head and said, uh, She was killed in this attack. And um, the guy looks around and is like, Oh. He's like, and for, it's almost like for the first time he really notices the boulders, like sort of sitting everywhere. And he's like, What, what the hell happened here? And Morak kind of sighs, and he says, It involved a lot of giants and boulders and a flying castle. I just told them about it. And he jerks his head at you, uh, Silrin and Greta. And um, one says, and the, uh, the mysterious man says, uh, I see. Well, uh, and he kind of looks around. And Silrin, you can tell, you actually, from, uh, he's a little bit uh, thinner of build. Um, you can see what looks like maybe a vague pointing of his ears. Um, you would bet that this guy that you're looking at is an elf, or possibly a half-elf. Um, he seems to have elven features of a kind. Um, and he says, right, well, he's like, I'm looking for someone who was supposedly here. I'm looking for Kella Darkhope. Where is she? I need to find her. And uh, Kella Darkhope um, gets up from the table and comes to the door, and she says, Zolkin. And sort of looks at him, and the person, so appellated, Zolkin, kind of looks back and he says, Kella, I'm, I'm glad to see you. I, I wasn't sure what had happened. And she's like, I'm, I'm fine, I'm, I'm fine, it, it's, it's okay. Um, these, these adventurers here um, helped us just now with all of this, she says. And Zolkin kind of narrows his eyes and, oh, um, I see. Well then... Perhaps they'll know why we're here. And he uh, turns to um, he turns to you, uh, Orash, and he says, "You must know why we're here. I can see you're helping the the people here rebuild." Is it is it about the giants? Not exactly. And you see the, is it the about six the boulders. Men, you see the six men surrounding you, kind of look at each other, like sort of like nervously, almost like. Uh, uh, you know, kind of like nobody told them, you know, type of thing. Um, and uh, and he says, uh, I, I wouldn't say giants, at least not precisely. Um, and uh, Kella says, um, perhaps um, 
this is something that might be better for us to discuss uh, inside. And she kind of points inside the inn. And um, uh, and you sort of, okay. you sort of look around and, and Morak kind of says, um, all right, I, I suppose so. I wouldn't mind having a few other people besides those men here. And he kind of points to the people on horseback who had gotten off the horses. Um, and he says, I wouldn't mind having a few other than them. And he sort of looks at all of you, uh, Greta and Selsig and uh, Urash and Silren, and says, kind of is like, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you know, would you mind coming in type of thing. I'm already there. Um, okay. So uh, so we come in, um, and uh, they all sort of come in, uh, or he comes in, uh, Zolkin comes in, and um, you notice the other men um, sort of form a line on their horses in front of the inn. And they don't explicitly say anything, but you kind of get the impression it's sort of like uh, nobody goes in or out until we say, you know, type of thing. Um, mm. And uh, so they, they do there. And as you're sort of sitting inside, you can hear the horses kind of stamping nervously about a little bit, maybe reflecting the feelings of their riders. And So, um, real quick question. Yeah, sure. Have I noticed the the pet dragon or the, the tattoo on, on Keller? I believe Do I know that anything you, about what's going on? Yeah, I believe that when you were first looking, I, I, I will actually need the party to remind me because I don't remember. I think, I know Silrin saw it. Um, mm. Yeah. I don't remember. I was kind of like, I was blunt about it. And just when, when we're all, I think we were all on the table. I, I was just like openly addressing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see. Okay. I think. Yep. Yep. So at this point, probably most people know. I just don't remember if you saw it originally or not, Arash. But yeah, you know that it's there. Um, yeah, that's cool. I couldn't remember if I rolled to see if I recognized it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I clearly have, so. I and... think um, Silren rolled about it and actually knew something about the, the order that um, Kella is from. Yeah, but uh, I can't I remember that anymore. <laughs> no, that uh, I haven't got it. I, I think I rolled as well. I got Zentarine, which is uh, kind of not good, was the general gist. Yep. <laughs> I need more better notes. It just says sensory. That's notes. that's basically that's basically right. And um, so Morak has you sit down around the table, and he says, um, "Right, um, well," and he kind of you know gathers uh, some. He's like, "You'll you'll pardon me. Things have been a little bit difficult around here. You understand? But um, here, let me see what I can do to help." And he pulls out some mugs and pours in some uh, of the uh, finest beer, which he informs you all is known as uh, Dragon Spit. Uh, he says it's uh, very very well thought of in these parts. And he puts the mugs down to. on the table. Um, <laughs> and um, so there you are all sitting. And uh, Zol, um, and uh, Zolkin kind of looks at everyone and kind of then looks over at Kella. And Kella looks back at him. And there's quite a bit of sort of, there's a moment of tension. And then um, Zolkin says, so you haven't had a chance to tell them yet, have you, Kella? And Kella kind of lowers her head and she's like, I, I was a little busy, Zolkin. And Zolkin says... And you see, um, let me see, you can see his expression is sort of odd when he looks at Kella. It's not, you know, most of the time this guy looks sort of rough and ready. You know, you can tell uh, Urash that um, from the muscles that this guy displays, that this guy knows his, you know, even though he's kind of slight of build, he's got the overdeveloped forearms, you know what I mean? Like this guy clearly knows his way around a sword um, and presumably around a bow. You can tell from his grace um, that he's got uh, some, you know, uh, some dexterous ability um, and that you can tell the way that his leader, that his uh, followers, excuse me, kind of 
snapped two with the horses that this guy is kind of that they respect him but when he talks to Kella he's a warrior yeah he's a warrior but when he talks yeah. to Kella his voice seems a little different somehow and you're not really sure why that is but there's something that you can't quite place oh I'm sure we can guess <laughs> we can guess what it is <laughs> and um and so um and so Zulkin says yes well anyway it's it's time that they know what's going on here and Morak says I don't understand all the half riddles why don't you get to the point and uh Zulkin says well it's like this we need this town. And Morak says, Excuse me? He says, Well, we need it. We're looking to move outwards, you know. And Morak says, Who exactly needs to move outwards? And uh, Zolkin looks it around and he says, I think some of you know already who we are. And Stick me hand up. As he, well, yeah. <laughs> so he uh, and he looks over uh, Silrin at you, um, Zolkin does, and and sort of for the notices also kind of like sizes you up, like also elf, you know, like because you're mm -hmm. the only one in the village and the only one that he's seen, and so yeah. he's the only elf you, in the village. And you kind of have one of those moments, like I see you, you see me, I see you, you see me, type of deals. Yeah. Um, and and he kind of you know looks at you and narrows his eyes, and then he says, um, "We need this place as a base." Obviously, you guys can't defend yourselves. That's obvious. Well, we're offering you our um, protection. And Morak says, Are you out of your mind? What do you mean, protection? And he says, Well, look at yourself, you fool, Zulkin says. And he points out to the... Waves his hand out to the yard. Your town has been destroyed. Why, there's not that much left of it. Even if you rebuild, you've got goblins, you've got orcs. Who knows what could take over this place? Unless uh, you have shouldn't be a problem. A strong right hand defending it, perhaps. Any kind of. So you come after the destruction and offer protection. That's very generous of you. <laughs> so no protection racket when I see one. So after a seemingly random sky giant attack, you guys swoop in. The black network swoops in and offers friendly protection and to become part of their family. In exchange for what exactly? For 30, 40, 50% of their earnings? Oh, and he looks at you and he sort of, he kind of leans back and folds his arms and he says, Now see, I like that. We don't have to have any of this unnecessary tension. We have someone who gets straight to the point. He's like, um, you need to understand, of course, that we don't have anything to do with any giant attacks. That's sort of a side thing that we hadn't expected, quite frankly. Uh, and obviously, Kella here hadn't expected it either. And Kella sort of, you know, rubs the back of her neck a little bit and looks uncomfortable. And um, he says, but uh, we'd been planning to talk to um, the leader of this village about this arrangement a while ago. And it just didn't work itself out until now, as it happens. But no, we're not working with any giants. However, it seems well, clear to me that you weren't able to help protect them from these giants either. We were hired to investigate this attack, not prevent it. And now we see you here. Can't help wondering if there's a connection. Well, if you're offering protection, can you offer protection against giant attacks? Yeah, Kella with, with, those, with those Kella, six Kella people outside. Yo, know, Kella was here, and apparently she was not protecting the village from the giant attack. And um, he sort of looks around and he says, Well, Kella was supposed to be gathering information to make our discussions more fruitful, you might say. <laughs> um, and Kella sort of, you know, looks around. And, um, again, sort of looks uncomfortable. And, um, he says, but the truth is that, um, we, uh, have the ability to bring more forces to bear. 
if you know anything about the Black Network, my friend, and he looks back at you, you'll know that the Zentarim command much more than six men on horses. And our plan is to have many more here as kind of a forward base of operations, you might say. It would be just the place, I think. And moreover, it would be good for the villagers, too. We would protect them, we'd allow them to go about their business, and the next time there's an attack, we'll ward it off. It won't take long, you know, for people to find out that this village is not under any real protection. Leader killed, boulders fallen, drawbridge half destroyed. You know, word travels quickly. Some would say, too quickly. And um, he uh, draws from behind his collar this uh, small little winged snake. Uh, and the winged snake kind of uncurls itself in its palm, and you can see these two little wings flapping on the, uh, on the body. And he says, This messenger, you see, can get very many places very, very quickly. And he tosses it up in the air, and it, like, lightning quick, just darts up sort of out of anyone's way. You know, and it just sits there hovering, but it's sort of looking at all of you. Occasionally its tongue flickers in and out. And, um, and he says... Now, the question is, what do I send my messenger to tell my people? Do I tell them that we have some reasonable people in this village? Or do I tell them something different? So, what do you want this village for? Because this all doesn't make really sense. You come to a, dist- um, to a destroyed village and you're like, Hey, let's get protection. This, it, doesn't, it doesn't ring true. What do you really want? And he he looks at you and he says, I think you misunderstand. Once we have these people rebuild this place, we think it'll be rather defensible, except from flying things. We'll have to work on that problem. It's also awfully close to Waterdeep. And you see, my employers enjoy bases that are close to Waterdeep. Easier to supply, easier to connect to, and, uh, of course, easier to protect. And nope. so he sort of looks up no. and down, nope. and, and Morak nope. is, you can see nope. Morak has not said anything. Morak has got his, like, face sort of set, and his, like, beard is twitching, and he's kind of glaring um, at uh, Zoltan, and he hasn't said anything, but you can see that, like, the gears are moving, right? Like, he's kind of processing everything that he's saying. Morak's the uh, tavern owner, isn't he? Morak is the tavern owner, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Can I just lean over to Morak? I don't really care if anybody else hears it. I just go, so, so Morak, tell me. Aside from giant boulders falling out of the sky, how many problems do you actually get here in Nightstone? Um, you're talking. Oh, you're talking to Morak. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, Morak. Morak says, "Well, it's definitely true that we've had we've had some trouble with the goblins in the past, but according to what you've told me, that thing has been solved now. Mm-hmm. I don't expect any more problems with them. As for the orcs, well, yes, we have had some incursions with them. The truth is, the lady was trying to work on building up our defenses." Um, we were trying to become more fortified, and then this attack happened, and he kind of looks around at some of the destruction that's there, and he says, Now I don't know. Could we rebuild? Yes, but will it be hard to do? Especially if another attack comes? Well, yes again. Mm. And, uh, so as far as I see, yeah, go ahead. and I'm leaning leaning to look at the the two members of the Zentrim now. As far as I see, few orcs can be withstood with one, two, maybe five strong adventurers, especially if there's only one drawbridge and a moat and not a lot of entrance points. So you, your friend, your little winged creatures can buzz off. 
Make a um intimidate check for me, please. Alright. This isn't gonna work now, I can feel it. <laughs> no no no, no, you gotta own it. You gotta own it. Come on. Oh nope. Bollocks. Now, wait a second. I want, I want to pause. I want to pause. Now, I'm not going to ex post facto this normally, but I do wish to remind chat that if you wished to, let's say, inspire Urash to greater levels of intimidation, this would be a moment that you could do it if you so chose. So I'm just going to give chat a second to process that possibility. If you wanted to inspire him to intimidate... You how would that, that? How would that work? Would his, his eyes suddenly burst in fire? No, what it would mean like, is that he'd get to roll again. <laughs> is what it would I mean. see. Adam um, just materializes out of the ether and hands him a rage card. You're right. So <laughs> I, wonderful. So my perception roll, natural twenty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something I am not proficient in. <laughs> you perceive Something them am... coming, but your intimidation, you're like, oh, I'm really just a nice, you know. It's the pink headgear that failed to intimidate. It's a pink headgear, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. It's the pink just just realize that it is inspiration. Is about, probably one of the first done, uh, one of the first uh, pen and paper with microtransactions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, listen, you can play the game normally without. It's all cosmetic. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, um, yeah, everything's uh, just cosmetic. All right, well, seeing none, um, what happens is you... Uh, wop, wop, wop. So what happens is, um, so he, he kind of looks at you and he says, my friend, you're... Uh, particularly impressive when you flex your muscles like that but I've seen much worse than you you might be able to tell that you don't get anywhere in the Zenterum without having to face down a few people more full of bluster and bravado than actual sense now what I'm offering these people is a chance to protect themselves from attacks and I'll do it if you know anything about the Zenterum you'll know that we keep our word once we give it but if you're going to try to play this game that you and your Band and he kind of takes in all of you and he, his eyes fix on you for a minute, Selsig, and he kind of sniffs once and then goes back to everybody else. He's like, if you think you and your band can do the job, I think you're going to uh, have to take it up with the villagers here and see what they think about a protective group that spends their time wandering around caves instead of stopping giants from dropping boulders. I think you're going to have to take it up with the heavily armed squad that's a day's ride behind us. We're just the advance party. The what? He says, trying to deceive him. Yeah, I, I, I wondered. <laughs> um, I'm not going to give you a deception check quite yet. He, he looks back at you and he says, What advanced scout? What are you talking about? We're just sent to scout the area, establish the level of threat, and report back to the main guard that was coming. And Do you really think they'd send five people to a place that rained giant boulders? And he, he kind of looks around and he looks over at Kella, who sort of looks back at him and kind of shrugs. And he's like, are you telling me that you've been sent here by someone else? Oh, no, we randomly wander from village to village looking for a rainy ball. Of course someone sent us. <laughs> and um, he's like, he's like, really? So you've all known each other for a while? And then he looks over at you, Sorin. You know, the, the, the thing is... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, I I don't know these. I just joined these people. So he kind of looks at you. He says, "Aha!" Uh -huh. He's like, "So." Uh, so he looks over at you and he says, the, uh, "The thing is, the thing is, I have no de I have no reason to believe that they are not an advanced party. It's just that I am not part of it, or I wasn't until recently." 
more more or less the same because you know the thing is we haven't talked about it in so much detail so why should i doubt that they are um you know uh, that they are part of a bigger group so i don't know that know. so he kind of tilts his head and he's like what in the hells are you talking about what fairly common to send the elf ahead <laughs> and uh kella says um so kella says uh Zulkin. I don't think they're telling the truth about what they're saying, but they may, it may be true that other people found out about this. They weren't, they weren't here when I first got here. They came later on. It doesn't take, takes sort of certain kind of person to go running into a village with boulders and goblins, you know. And Zolkin looks back and shakes his head. He's like, takes a bunch of fools. I've run into them before and so have you, Kella. They're the same ones who think they can join us just because they get a tattoo and walk around strutting about how evil they can be when the need calls for it. I don't believe it. These aren't real adventurers. You take one step towards them and they'd melt. And he kind of looks at all of you. You! And he I take one you. step towards him. Okay. He says, Good. Keep going and you might actually reach my waist by tomorrow. <laughs> and he kind of stares down at you. And then he looks I over. I spit on his feet. He's, well, he's, he's on the other side of the table. Do you want to go all the way? You can do that if you want. But like... <laughs> can I get some inspiration to spit on his feet? <laughs> you can probably just walk straight under the table and spit on his feet. <laughs> I do that. You, so you, you go under the Without table. Without breaking to spit on... stride. Okay. So you just walk under the table, duck down, go under, sort of spit on his feet. And he's kind of like, whoa. And he sort of, he kind of, you know, kicks. Like, he kicks back, he's like, what is this? And, he, and he, he sort of kicks back from the table, and he stands up. And the you can see two of the guys from the outside kind of swivel, you know, in their saddles to look over. And uh, everyone stands up. It's like the Wild West saloon moment, you know, where everyone stands up from the table, and the guy from the player piano, and everyone stops, right? And and they all stop, and they look, and they, they, they all look at each other. And Keller's like, no, wait. Let's everyone just, just be calm. And uh, Zolkin looks over at you, Greta, and he says, so you... You're the only one so far that I've heard ask reasonable questions and hasn't tried to impress me with his muscles or his saliva. So, and he kind of, he looks back at you, he says, uh, assuming you speak for this ragtag group, what do you say? Are you going to be as much fools as they are? Or are you going to see reason and see if we can work out an arrangement? Even if I speak for this group... I don't speak for the villagers. Morag does, and he doesn't seem to be very keen on your protection. I have no say in that. We have been here, we've been investigating, and we've been protecting the villagers before, and it would kind of make our words um, work useless if we now just stop protecting them, choose, if they chose not to, well, take your protection offer. So he nods. I he, say, oh, great, I, I think you, you, might, you might want to persuade the villagers of your good intentions instead of just walking around making threads and you telling them that they might be attacked by goblins or that you want to protect them against the goblins. This sounds to me like you're, you know, you want to create trouble here. You will have the goblins attack again if you do, do it like this. Now that we have the peace here, I'm not sure. Maybe you should walk around, get to know the people, get to know the situation here and not do it like this and uh he sort of looks down at you and he says i don't think you understand how this works we don't ask people what we're going to do we tell them my good intentions are demonstrated by the fact that i didn't order this entire village slaughtered when we entered it and then kella sort of is like kind of shakes her head like you know hold up her hand like uh, sort of waves at him 
and then Morak says, um, c- can I speak to you a minute? And he sort of says that to all four of you guys sitting in there. Okay. So, assuming you go over with him, uh, he sort of gathers you over on one side of the room, and he kind of says, look, I don't, it's very quietly under his breath, look, I don't like this any more than you do, but I don't know what we can do about it. We're not in any position to ward them off right now. Those men out there, if they're the Zentarim, even if we kill them, there'll be more coming. Once, once they find out, there'll be no peace for this village again. I was always wondering if perhaps the Zentrum would find out about us someday and take a liking to the fortress up on that hill. And he sort of points over to the somewhat damaged but still standing fortress that's on that secondary island there. And he says, I can't ask you to help us again after all that you've done for us, but I don't know where else to turn. I don't know whether we need to make an arrangement with them or, or, or do something else, but we're kind of in a tough spot here, you know. I don't like it. It starts with an arrangement, then they need a favour. Next thing you know, they'll be taking everything you got. I don't think this is a good deal for you. Um. Now that now that now that your lord is dead, who is the next in in the ascension? Well, you see, she never really had a child. The next would probably be me, I suppose. Yep. But you must have like you must be. under the rule of somebody higher up? I mean, this this village belongs to something? No, uh, the family that the lady represented had been leaders here for generations. There had been talk about her trying to get married and perhaps have a child. She was always so busy worrying about the welfare of the villagers, she never thought about the long term. Or at least that's what some people said. Without her gone, Nightstone is sort of adrift. The people are more likely to look for those who've lived here a long time. Like me, God's curse it. I'm a bartender, not a leader. Uh, out, out of game currently. Who how hired us again? Uh, the it was a person who had actually it was actually the lady who had sent a messenger asking for your help because there were uh. rumors of things happening with Nightstone, but she had made no mention to an attack involving giants. Blind so problems. you don't know whether there was maybe like worry about the goblins or about the orcs. Or about any of that stuff. Um, and obviously you can't talk to the person who hired you anymore insofar as she's dead. <clears throat> mm, I agree with you, Morak, that there's no use in having an open fight right now. Uh, maybe we should just... We just should just try to, to, to gain some more time. So you can try to make an arrangement with him and just talk it all over. And... Actually, I know this this might not sound very attractive to you, but maybe we could ask the goblins for help. Because they don't want the Zentarim here, if the Zentarim want to fight the goblins. The, the goblins? The goblins. You, you, but, uh, but we just... Oh. But I, they want us to leave them alone. If we come talking to them now, they'll, they'll just assume we're coming to attack them again. But yeah, they but they won't like the Zentarim. Yeah, maybe they will consider the village the lesser evil, or the villagers the lesser evil. Zentarine have already stated they are going to kill the goblins, or implied, heavily. Mm. Yeah. They won't like that. I I suppose it's possible, but I can't be everywhere at once. Um, Is is there any way any of you could could try to make the arrangements with them? With the goblins? Yes. Yes. And what do we tell them in the meantime? What do I do about this one? 
you you could actually try to to talk to him like yes you're considering accepting and then you can try about what kind of building materials are needed where the centrium will be will be staying in which building and you know all that logistic stuff that takes just so much time that should be should be done before he moves uh, a force here he and, should uh, know that at least and as you're talking to him yeah had extra goal seven samurais when they come back <laughs> um so um all right uh so and as he does that uh, zolkin um, who it seems has been uh, chatting with Kella, um, who still looks somewhat uncomfortable. Um, Zolkin kind of looks over and says, Oi, how long does it take to have this discussion? This is a friendly little conversation, not a set of secrets. And uh, so Morak looks at you and he says, All right, I'll do what I can, but I'm not going to be able to buy too much time. And he turns around and he says, um, All right, Zolkin, we've thought about your offer, and it seems that there's some reason to it. But I can't just do it all at once. If I just try to say that we'll do it, well, I'm only the leader by default, if you understand me. There's not really anyone else here to speak for my people. I've got to go around and talk to them about it. And Zolkin kind of fold, folds his arms. How long is it going to take? And Morak kind of looks back at you nervously and he says, I should be just about maybe four hours, perhaps. And he kind of like looks at all of you like, no, sounds good. Um... And, uh, what was it to the cave and back? It's um, it's a couple of hours, maybe about an hour or or ish, hour and fifteen minutes or so. Um, and uh, Zolkin says, "All right, I'll give you four hours to show you that my heart's in the right place. But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to ask for a little bit of uh, collateral, if you will." And um, so he uh, he looks at Morak. No, 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 no. And then um, you hear from the outside, you hear this uh, cry. And uh, as there's sort of crying, you hear this struggling and there's some shouting. And as you all, assuming you all, uh, go to the door of the inn, you see um, one, two of the horseback riders are holding on um, the saddles of their horses uh, two of the village children. And they're slumped over the front of them in front of them. <sighs> And, my hand uh, goes to my bow. Uh, so, and they're they're sort of like yep. you know in front of them. The uh, children don't look to be hurt. And uh, Zolkin says, "It's just the way we do business. It's a matter of being certain, if you will." 